Hey everybody, Gressel here coming to you at the top of this little bit shorter episode, but I uh, wanted to get you the entirety of it uninterrupted from here on out. So I'm going to give you the announcements off the top. We're going to do a little recap and then we're going to head into the episode from there. So thanks so much for listening to episode 179. Uh, incredible that we are getting so close to 200. That's unbelievable. Uh, we are well over 200 if you count all the bonus episodes and the prequel series. Uh, but for the main story, this is still pretty great. Uh, and we're getting uh, nearer that milestone as we get nearer the end of uh, Season 5 and into uh, the next part of the show. Uh, but for now, uh, the journey continues, and we'll get to that shortly. Uh, thanks to everybody who has uh, supported us on Patreon. Uh, the Patreon t-shirts are being shipped with the, the uh, amazing Ope. Uh, natural one design that uh, Beth did and uh, the next one is currently being designed as well and it's a really fun idea uh, that we're going to get out as soon as possible to everybody who is owed those shirts uh, and then we have the next one after that uh, we're working on as well so uh, all the shirts will be uh, done by the end of the year all four shirts for 2023 uh, will be coming out soon to those who support us at that level and thank you so much for doing so that really uh, really, really makes a difference in uh, making sure that the show continues, basically. Uh, so if you want to support us over on Patreon, you can check out patreon.com slash dndndpod. Uh, there's some merch tier rewards at some lower levels and, uh, of course, the $20 t-shirt club. So go and check that out. Uh, if you want to support us in different ways, you can head over to Beth's shop, radshop.cool. Uh, and buy some D&D stuff there or check out any of her con appearances when she has them. Uh, she just finished up one and uh, when next one, when new ones uh, are scheduled, I'll be sure to let you guys know. This weekend, if you are listening to this the day it comes out, James and Chelsea will be at Silver Scream Con in Massachusetts. Uh, sounds like an absolutely incredible convention uh, that I know that they are very excited about attending. And if you are attending, do say hi to them. Uh, and or if you're in the area and this sways you at all, go check it out. It is, uh, uh, you know, predominantly horror themed put on by uh, Spencer from Ice Nine Kills. But uh, nonetheless, sounds like it'll be a great time. So if you are into that kind of thing, go check that out for sure. Um, and say hi to James and Chelsea if you do. So we are going to get back into it. Last we left the team, they were attending the closing ceremonies for the Digidon Grand Expo. Uh, and some strange things were happening after they got all dressed up to uh, be honored as the heroes of the event. Uh, they were seeing some strange things and experiencing some strange things. Um, Fletch thinks that he might be seeing ghosts. Uh, they they had an interesting encounter with Marta that Marjorie never really had experienced before. Uh, and all may not be immediately as it seems um, in this uh, in this space here in the palace. Uh, Marjorie is still curious about uh, how her experience with Dittred on the Dragon has allowed her to see some of the uh, uh, old old ancient dragon language that eventually becomes old people language. And um, Flack is, of course, preoccupied with Popo, the pig, who he has insisted on bringing with him. So we are going to pick them back up at the uh, closing night ceremonies, where uh, we are going to see what all happens there. 
thank you so much again for listening. We're going to do a quick break here, and then the rest of the episode will go by uh, uninterrupted. Next week will be the next chapter of the Tim story, and then we will return to uh, find out what happens next with the team uh, after that. So thanks again, uh, and do what's fun. We've been through some stuff as a baby going through this stuff, addled our brains a little bit and everything's been resolved. Let's have a nice night. Let's go ahead and have some trifectas and <laughs> and accept our award. But is this is this real? Is it, are we in reality? Marjorie's pouring the whiskey into her cup. Every in reality? The are same you cup real? that's been on your table dress? I have not had a cup on my table dress. <laughs> I've been beautiful all night. Maybe later on I'll have a cup on my table dress, but right now I'm pouring water into my trifecta. Is Marjorie excited to go up to a bar that is approximately appropriately heighted for Marjorie? She's going to make everybody's drinks. (laughs) For once she can. There are several bars around the hall. Uh, You go up to the closest one that's that's a little bit less crowded so that you are able to approach the drinks right away oh do i can i make it or do i have to order it from a man you or a woman at this one you can or a non-binary lizard person (laughs) (laughs) there's a there is a there is a bartender yes uh a dwarven bartender of androgynous gender four trifectas please they nod at you, and you can see that their hair isn't high like everybody else's. They might be more uh, hipster than uh, than everybody else. Where or unaccomplished. Is, there is, is, or less accomplished, sure. There's is down, but still woven with like images of uh, of mixology. And they turn around and start set up, set out to making your. Uh, making your drinks, which is a combination, yes, of of uh, forge fire coffee that Flack recognizes as being from uh, his home region, Ooh. um, in the uh, in the uh, the south, the the s- southern jungles of the world. Oh, um, they import the good stuff here. Yes, it is gnomish coffee that is being um, brewed for the trifectas. It's, it's the gnomish no miss coffee. <laughs> Never misses. Always wakes you up. Very good. <laughs> we, well, when you grow up as a gnome, you hear that jingle a lot. So it's, <laughs> in your head. it's like creepy crawlers. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a moment as the drinks are being prepared and no one is really hassling you. You scan the room. You see the previously described groups. Uh, Todd's still hanging around. This uh, person, this particular bartender, seems to make the trifectas that he enjoys most. That sounds, that is a gross drink. Yeah, it is. Whiskey, coffee, and wine. wine. It's all in one? (laughs) Beth made it all in one. Yes, you did. Beth was like, I'm going to make a trifecta. And I was like, I guess it's that's the drink now. I didn't realize I was doing that. 
Ah, oh, no. Because he was like, you got they cancel each other out. And so I assumed it was all, I said all in one and you said yes. Yeah. And now I see what happened. Okay, yep. Todd, with your well, shitty drink. That's how we end up. That's going on the poster. Most things on this show. Oh my God. Yes, please. <laughs> Forge fire. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, you see those. <laughs> one of the biologists brought the do- brought a dog. <laughs> You see the, yeah, you see the Empress, you see a few other crowds of different scientists based on their regalia and their personal decor. There is a pretty good-sized crowd around Bredalia and Eldebel. As there should be. Uh, celebrating their big win. Oh, do we know what they drink? Because I, I should get a couple drinks for them, too. Elderflower wine? <laughs> Are there death drink? Are there like Dittery Don specials? <laughs> like themed cocktails? There yeah. totally would be. This <laughs> is a, totally the kind con, of event yeah. yeah, where they would have themed cocktails that are not as good as regular classic prohibition cocktails. Uh-huh. But, <laughs> and they have a menu. Like this is a really fancy restaurant, but the menu is like burgers and fries in honor of <laughs> That's like the master's dinner. Uh, the master's winner always gets... A, Every year when there's the master starts, the previous year's winner hosts a dinner and gets to pick the menu. And sometimes, yeah, it's like burger and fries. <laughs> the, the master's is a golf tournament, in case anybody doesn't know. And uh, <laughs> there's small plates. There's uh, servants circulating, um, strolling hors d'oeuvres. You see that Berdalia is, is super decked out in really a really gorgeous, elaborate, gown that shimmers with the same color and light as the aurora uh that is outside in the sky uh eldabelle uh is wearing still very plain clothes although it's slightly nicer than what you have seen her in previously it is still shimmering in the classic uh traditional garb of the light of the aurora um cult but but it, it it's like a nicer version. It's like they clearly had a argument about this as they were getting ready to leave. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. The official ceremony has not yet begun. This is still cocktail hour. You could still leave if you wanted to investigate something else. Past this reception hall, you can see into the throne room where the big throne is at the opposite end of the room. And Marjorie, it looks like a lot of the construction that you saw previously has been completed. And now uh, a lot of the nationalistic artwork that was inside of the throne room has been replaced with art and uh, cultural artifacts from numerous uh, cultures throughout the world. Um, But the throne remains the big throne at the end of the uh, the end of the room. Also, you see a runway set up inside the throne room along the grand processional that is for the fashion show, presumably, when that gets going. There are some servants that are uh, setting up large lights on scaffolds that that were previously used for the construction. Now they're being used for rigging, uh, and that is the situation that you are in currently. You have your drinks. You have been served your drinks. Your very disgusting sounding drinks. I made whiskey coffees for the uh, the Goofy movie episode of Drunk Disney, and they were disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> I vaguely remember that. I don't. If they were whiskey Americanos, maybe that would be the way to do it. That would be better. That's oh, that's basically drinking. what this is. Yeah, it's just All a whiskey right, well, Americano. It's a whiskey Ameri- Americano. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess that is <laughs> basically the ingredients. Huh? <laughs> we should introduce, we should say hi to the queen in our finery and, and maybe peruse all of the throne room's pretty new things. Huh? Yeah, that sounds good. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. All right. Cheers. Uh, and we wander over to the queen, Lisbeth. Okay. Um, the the crowd of which there are many hangers on make way for you there. You are, you are respected. Uh, some people kind of grab your hands and shake them in the way that, that, you know, hangers on do, you know, you get a lot of like vague congratulations and thanks you know you really made this year's expo special you know i know (laughs) (laughs) i try to shake people's hands just to make sure they're not ghosts (laughs) (laughs) hey you're real thank real nice thank you Everybody seems corporeal so far. Great. <laughs> good news. Yes. Yeah, good, good news. Uh, and you approach the Empress. She is standing. Uh, her hair is incredibly tall. It it reaches the top of uh, Fletch's head. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And all manner of different tchotchkes are woven into her hair to denote... I mean, your assumption without any further investigation would be that she, um, you know, rules over the empire. A lot of the things in her hair are very dwarven or otherwise related to um, governance and the empire. But you also see some things that would suggest other disciplines as well. She kind of gets a little bit excited when you guys come up, especially uh, Flack. She is her eyes Recognize first Fletch because he towers over everybody and Zabbis, who uh, is reflecting all of the light like a disco ball. (laughs) But once once she sees shirtless, vested, (laughs) gloved Black Tanson. uh, Who came to her rescue. Who came to her rescue, yes. uh, She only has eyes for Flack. Marjorie, Uh though you approach to uh, introduce yourselves and ask questions, she is not looking at you <clears throat> oh yes it's so good to see you heroes mm-hmm. my hair is beautiful thank you <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad that you could be our guests of honor this evening it is it is always a joy to close the expo this year though it came with some degree of melancholy it is ultimately for the best that uh my my brother's evil was purged of from this realm. I agree. True. Your Highness. We are so sorry for your loss. We are sorry. We did everything we could to prevent this outcome. Flashback uh, to us trying to <laughs> lose him by making him fall down a hole <laughs> and, and into lava. Like just all the times we abandoned him. <laughs> we released a know. werewolf uh, upon him. Yeah. Everything we could. <laughs> <laughs> I have no doubt, and she's still look, just looking at Flack, especially you, Mr. Tanson. I mean, I just, I'll never forget that heavy metal exhibit, and I've seen some good ones, but, you know, when your life is saved by such a... a I step in front of him. If you want to feel a heavy metal, uh, 
<laughs> I don't. I have a, a really cool one. Yeah, what is it, Marjorie? It's my necklace. Look at this, and I sh- and I show her my uh, aesthetically unimpressive but secretly very magical necklace. <laughs> yes, it is just a silver tear shaped chunk of silver. It's very heavy. It's polished, but otherwise appears unspecial. And this very old woman is holding it as if it is nothing. Um, and she oh, kind of okay, Margin. All right, you yeah, it is heavy. And I kind of grab her <laughs> and pull her off to the side. <laughs> yes, it is heavy. Don't talk to me like that. I'm your queen today. Yeah, you're what? All right, what? I and Margin sort of catches herself. Margin yeah, doing careful. a little bit of treason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the head of the thieves' guild and should be treated as such. Yes, ma'am. And I drink more of my <laughs> trifecta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Todd got to you guys. Yeah. Uh, with his his trifectas. It's uh, a little bit more, you know, working class, I suppose, than than what most of nobility would would choose to imbibe. And you, you now realize that she has a glass of uh, uh, sparkling wine of some kind, um, although it's changing colors. as it kind of bubbles. Whoa. Ooh, um, that's fun. But, you know, but then she she kind of chuckles and then she she says, but they get the job done and then she winks at Flag. <laughs> they certainly do. Uh, she finally turns to the rest, the rest of you uh, and addresses you now and says, Marjorie, though you may not be queen for today. And I, tur- uh, I, tur- I slowly turn to her. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> uh, we, we, are so very happy to be able to celebrate you and the contributions that you have made to our empire and to the expo. I'm so grateful once again that you allowed our our mask smiths to measure all of your faces for your awards. It can be somewhat of an unpleasant experience. Uh, they, they really get into the details of it. Once again, thank you so much. They're, they're truly going to be special. I got a preview uh, of them earlier today, and and I think you're all going to be very very pleased. Uh, when did that happen? What? Off camera. Oh, okay. <laughs> when will our columns be erected? And I gestured towards all of the like <laughs> honorary uh, marble people who are, are all along the walls. She kind of chuckles and she like reaches out and she does that thing that like fancy women who aren't really your friend do, where she like touches your arm. Um, and I and I likewise put my hand upon her. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, oh, Marjorie, you really must think yourself a queen. These the columns are reserved for great heroes of the empire. And even myself, such a, a, a progressive ruler as I am, I don't think that I am able to change that tradition. And you look around and you see that all of these are uh, do seem to be depicting dwarves uh, uh, of different types. Um, and uh, all bear kind of similar emblems and, and symbols and regalia and things in their in their carvings. Roll investigation, Marjorie, with advantage. Okay, it must be difficult to butt up against the limits of your power. <laughs> 21. Uh, yes, yeah, so the 21 you see in some of them, particularly older looking ones, there are scratches along the, the border of... Uh, different shapes and carvings 
uh, that at first just seemed to be a decorative border, and now you are recognizing as <sighs> the uh, ancient dragon language that you also saw upon the throne. Good to know. I'm going to look back at this queen. And when we first met her and Cedric, both of them seemed so invested in their uh, their relationship and in their people um, and in finding these cultists. But Cedric turned out to be a liar. And Marjorie's starting to get a weird feeling from this queen, mostly because she's being an asshole. <laughs> and it's causing the queen to be an asshole. But it is wondering, it is making her wonder uh, if there's more to this woman than she's been uh, expressing. So I would like to roll per... Insight? Insight, insight. I'm going to use my inspiration. I rolled a seven, but I really, I, I, I get a I'm weird feeling. You. Man, a 12. With a 12, you... She's right up. We're looking yes, directly in each other. you are having I'm a holding, conversation. I'm touching yes, her hand. you're touching her hand. She has a little bit of a quicker pulse. Like, you can feel it. Mm -hmm. She is already looking around to other things, although she's not... She's not being shifty necessarily that you can tell. Like she, yeah. she's not sweating. She's not uncomfortably fidgeting or anything like that. But she does have a slightly quicker pulse that you can feel in in your hand on her hand. I give her a couple taps on the hand and I release my grip. Okay. Cheers. And I I turn away towards the columns. Okay. The Empress turns to you, Flack, and says, your friend is a very interesting little woman. That is true. And sometimes table. <laughs> yes, and sometimes table. You, you all really had us going. <laughs> I'm wandering to the wall and I put my drink on. <laughs> uh, Finally put my drink on my own skirt. <laughs> uh, you really had us going with that ruse back uh, after the... Yeah, I'm sorry about that deception. It's just that your brother was such a complicated man mm. that we uh, weren't sure how to approach the situation. I am so disappointed in myself that I wasn't able to see past his familial bond to the person that he was. And it has been a stressful week as we've been rooting out the traitors that were part of his his group. Both. Well, if, if you need any help rooting, that's what Popo here is for. Oh, man. <laughs> Our Australian listeners are... <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's is that a like a sex one. thing? Is it a sex thing? Yeah, rooting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? It's fucking. It's like oh. rooting. Oh, yeah. that's probably uh -huh. the origin, I guess. Yeah. Help me. Like, rooting around is fine. That me But like, root, like, just saying like... Rooting, That yeah. you need help rooting. He's fucking <laughs> Australian. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Did you mean that as an innuendo? Oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is your shirt magic? <laughs> Did you mean well, that? Well, then as an let me make it less gross then. If you, if you ever need help rooting, that's what I'm here for. I mean, I I have Papo, you know. He's good at rooting out uh mushrooms and and uh in fact, he was he just rooted out some earlier today. <laughs> I take one out of the and there's like a gasp uh and one of the nearby scientists uh approaches and uh you see in his hair there 
are not only a lot of plants woven into it, um, but uh, like ovi- like shiny oval shapes. His truffles in his hair. <laughs> uh, no, no, they these are like very clear ovular open, you know, like like ovals, and they're all like shiny. They're, oh. you know, three um, D or flat, flat, oh. and uh, as well as like a bunch of plant imagery and like brightly colored flowers. And as he approaches, he removes from his face a decorative uh, mask. And he says, my good man, where did you find such an incredible specimen? Um, my pig found it. This pig of yours, it's quite a specimen. And oh, no. And he starts oh. like, he starts like running his hands over Popo's skin. Don't make oh. me go Nicolas Cage, man. <laughs> I would be, hmm, yes, this is, and this is more than just any common swine. I, I, I mean, that's what I've been saying, yeah. He like opens up his jacket and pulls out a case of some kind, um, and he says, "If you if you'll permit me a minor test, it, it's it's not absolutely not. Invasive. not. Oh, no, please, there no, be no, no harm no, at all no, to you. No. It won't hurt the pig. It won't hurt you. It, it, it's it's a it's simple topical swab. Don't you kind of want to know whatever? What what is it for? What is it? What are you testing for, guy? Well, these." These truffles uh, have have origins in a in another place. You see, I I, I am a botanist uh, 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 primarily, although I I, I do have uh, supplementary studies into traversal magics. It is a dream of mine to be able to travel to the Feywild realm, where objects such as your mysterious fungus. Are said to have originated, uh, and and if your pig is able to locate uh, such an object, there there are legends of a magical race of swine people uh, in the Feywild oh. who specialize in the hunting of objects such as this. There are writings; uh, they may be mistranslations, but these fruit or 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 vegetables or fungi or whatever they may be uh, are are theorized to grow into monstrous beings that this race of hunters uh, uh, seeks out and destroys what? for s- ceremony or for religion or for food. We, we we don't really know, but I hope one day to be able to study them. Oh You're God. saying that Papa might be people and I got baby <laughs> monsters in my pockets. If you listen to the prequel... You're screaming along with me right now. <laughs> oh shit, really? Uh, yeah. That slaps. That's so cool, dude. <laughs> I love you, Gressel. Is will this test say if Popo people? We, we we would test him for fey particles, which is another theory that I have. And should should it prove to be true, I may be able to add another ornate aspect decor another ornate decoration to my ceremonial mask. And it would be a great accomplishment for me. <laughs> I will only allow you to do this under one condition. What is that? You do it in honor of our fair empress here. <laughs> She's like beaming. And everybody is like, like all the other scientists are like going nuts that, that like this kind of discovery could be happening. Like, like there's like gossipy ones that are like nearby. Like, oh, 
a, a discovery at the at the closing ceremonies that's never happened before. <laughs> and like they're just like, ooh. <laughs> I love this because Roger has walked away, has no fucking idea that this pig has any value whatsoever. <laughs> and is very conveniently gonna use everyone turning to look at whatever's going on in order to investigate these pillars. But I'll wait. Mm. Yeah, so he opens his little case and it's it has like um swab and a vial and there's uh, a couple different vials with like a couple different liquids and there's a bunch of like swabs and things and uh he he says really it will just be a quick little scrape he, he, there will be no harm done to your to your your pig if this does prove to be true then he'll be the most famous pig in the empire all right but if it does hurt him i get to fight you uh and the empress is like well, you heard him professor you, you you better not hurt the pig. I, right. I, have, I have seen this man in action, and it is a sight to behold. Oh, you haven't seen nothing yet. <laughs> and she, she like giggles like a little <laughs> bit too hard. <laughs> the professor takes out uh, a swab and starts to uh, insert it into Papo's uh, sizable nostrils. Um, oh no! So much so that he and then and then Papa seems to kind of like enjoy it and starts like moving his giant yeah. head to like maybe scratch an itch that's been there for a while. Oh, okay. And while that procedure is taking place, um, Marjorie, you are inspecting um, one of the statues, one of the relief carvings. Yeah, I've uh, I've nicked a like tiny microscope. You know those like rich people magnifying glasses. Roll sleight of hand. Ah, <laughs> for like jewelry. There yeah. would be a lot of those around. Yeah, I rolled an 18. 18 will get you one. Yeah, for I just sure. casually grabbed one off. Yeah, someone's on your pocket. way over to it for mm-hmm. sure. And I'm gonna start investigating. Uh because I can I can write shit in the air now. What is scratched into the sides of these older uh masked hero pillars? Mm-hmm. The words that are scrawled in these borders, or in this particular one that you're looking at. Roll investigation or arcana or those two things. Investigation was a 17. Okay. Uh, With 17, you can see that there is a, this has the form and cadence of a prayer or spell or curse. There, again, it is such an ancient dialect that you don't, it's not, old people language it's something older than that so you don't get a full full fluent translation although you'll you're able to determine that this is you're following following along the border of this particular relief and uh scrawled into these scratches you can read you get the sense that what it's saying is one day he will return to take us all to the realm Beneath and above and all around, these mountains are his, and we are just waiting for his eventual return. And it kind of like repeats sentiments like that of like, these are his mountains. He will come back when the t- when the time is right. When when the not when the stars align, but it's that's it's the sentiment that that expression conveys of like when the conditions are right. Yeah. When you know, you don't know the specifics, but you get those, you you get that gist. Uh, does it seem like this was 
written on here as a graffiti? Does it seem like it was written when no, this thing was No, it's very intentionally part of the artwork. It why is the was, border. Why didn't I notice this earlier? You didn't really pay attention to these particular statues in this close of way. You were focused on the throne, which also had writing on it. Right. And I... Remind me, uh, I had taken... I had taken a like, I had copied, excuse me, I'd copied down what was on the throne, but I couldn't read it. Was I able to get like a vibe off of it? Like I knew it was like old dragon ancient language and it was on Onyx. So I knew it was in some way abs uh, associated with the dragon, but yes. I, I copied things down because I don't think I, I was able to read what it said. And am I right to assume that now, having had the experience in the dragon room with Diddery Don, I can glean a little bit more from this language, having worn the mask and sort of seen the context of things? Mm -hmm. Okay, so even if I don't, if we don't know, um, I think while all of this is happening around the team, I am going to, I want to make my way towards the throne room and towards the throne itself, uh, scanning the... Um, columns on the side to see like if they all say the same thing mm -hmm. when they stop saying anything and then now if i'm uh if i remember right i've kind of learned I've, i i'm changed now that i've like had the experience in diddery don with the dragon mm -hmm. i can read things a little bit better right yeah ha having worn the mask you have a better idea of what this stuff says okay i want to take another look at this throne and i want to just kind of meander over there acting like i own the place so i'm gonna roll stealth um and make my way towards the throne okay okay roll your stealth <laughs> uh it was a 19 plus a 14 that's 33 <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can move through this room however you want nobody is paying any attention to you because uh there is a big distraction in the form of this grand discovery of papo the pig perhaps having Bay origins. Yeah. Uh, the professor has since removed his arm from Papo's right nostril. His arm? Well, he got, you know, hand at least was up in there a little bit where he has snot Ew. Uh, moving down his, uh, his fancily uh, attired, uh, his attired arm. I'm so glad I wore the, the gloves today. I, I see we have great minds, right? And he looks to you, uh, Black. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> just covered in goo. <laughs> he moves on to the other nostril, and everybody is just intently focused of like, who? There, there's someone nudges you, Fletch, and you look oh. down. Roll wisdom. Roll mm. wisdom saving throw. Ooh. 19. Okay. Nothing happens. But for a moment... I feel like something bumped into me. You something definitely bumped into you, and oh. you look down. And you see that there is a dwarf who's trying to get your attention on purpose. Oh, oh okay. Um, Hi. Yes, uh, and he says, "Oh, would you like to place one of the side bets?" I don't think there's any truth to this, but some of the lads think that there is, and now we're getting a a little pot going. Would you like to get in on the action? Oh, a pot against if this pig is fey or not? Yes, it's yes. <laughs> yeah, I'll get in on this. There's nothing special about this swine. And then it's like arguments. And then you see like there's money being handed back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. How about this? I take the top hat off of black. Hey, <laughs> I bet this 
one of a kind topular hat. <laughs> uh, and I give it to the guy. He kind of looks at you like, uh-huh, all right, guy. But then he starts using the hat as uh, where he's keeping all of the that is a, That's like a hero's hat. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Everybody put your bets into the hero's hat. There you go. <laughs> and Marjorie, you are moving closer and closer to the throne. And when you get over to the entrance to the throne room, there are two guards that are stationed outside the door to it. Um, nobody is in there yet. And uh, they do stop you, even with your uh, big stealth roll. They're standing in front of the door. So you see them there and they will stop you unless you want to find another way through. Or you could just go up and talk to them. Uh, oh, and you were looking at these statues as well. I was, yeah. So as you get closer, you can see that the statues, as you get closer to the throne room, counter to what you may have expected, are not getting newer, but getting older. Oh, and they are the descriptions of uh, Didridon are getting more specific and more aggressive isn't necessarily the right word. Neither is primitive, but more um, fundamentally frightening. A li- yes, they're 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 describing Didridon as massive and imposing and sharp and terrifying and awe-inspiring and how he would lay waste to entire mountainsides and uh, would turn, you know, whole villages into swirling uh, holes of light and energy and all these things that do not vibe with your experience of what you just had with Didrida. But Am I right to be getting like a kind of creepy feeling? Like a foreboding feeling as I'm reading these things? Roll insight. I rolled a 17. You definitely are getting a more, yes, a more dire vibe from these descriptions. They all still have, uh, they all still fit the form of, you know, these borders. And they're, they're all still, you know, specific to the, to the statues. And the the relief carving, such as they are, they're not like scrawled in panic or anything. Um, but they are getting more intense, more more Old Testament biblical. Mm. Um, as you get closer to the throne room, and when you get up to uh, the entrance, uh, the only entrance that you can see immediately from here, unless you were to go and seek out the secret passageways again, is the main entrance where there are two guards. Um, they don't seem bothered by you particularly. They're just standing there kind of more as like less like guarding and more like, hey, this this area is not open yet. I know that there's a secret passage. Oh, Crystal, I don't know what to do. <laughs> uh, I'm going to walk up to the guards with my drink. OK. And be like, but. Pardon me, honored VIP guest coming through Marjorie Sticks, hero of the realm. Of course, uh, Miss Sticks. Uh, we're not quite ready for you yet. They're still setting up. Um, oh, that's fine. There's just something that the queen sent me in here to check out. Uh, roll persuasion. Yes, sir. Going to be an 18 from me. Oh, nice. That is uh, an 18. We'll get them to... Oh, oh yes, of, of course. Uh, whatever um, whatever our empress needs. And uh, they stand <laughs> and aside. I, and I... And I 
uh, condescendingly put my hand on their shoulders. In the same <laughs> in the way. same way that the queen did. <laughs> the empress. Amazing. You do that, and then you go and you walk into the throne room. You see that uh, the throne room is set up with the runway. At the end of it um, is the throne itself, and behind it seems to be a, you know, like a... a a makeshift staging area set up for the fashion show. Uh, I just want to see that throne. You go up to the throne. Do I walk the runway, though? I walk the run. No one's looking. <laughs> I walk the runway. You go up to the throne, and as you approach it, you start to feel the floor vibrating. Oh. You start to hear something creaking and breaking, the sound of stone crumbling. Uh, there's a crack that starts to multiple cracks, that stretch out from the base of the throne to the across the floor, all the way across the throne room into the other uh, the reception hall, where you hear gasps behind you. The throne, the inlays of the language start to glow a bright green and blue light, matching the light of the aurora outside. Ooh. That light also starts to glow an intense bright light and it starts to swirl down to where it connects in a a tendril down to the throne itself and the throne starts to crack and unfold you start to recognize the shape of wings and a giant leg and claw and the throne the onyx of the throne is multiplying and growing and snapping out of the floor into this filling the throne room with what is unfolding into the grand gargantuan body of a onyx dragon we're gonna have to revise my hair <laughs> <laughs> D&D&D is a Moorpark Media podcast and a Spotify preferred partner. Written and edited by me, James Gressel. D&D&D is performed by James A. Janice, Chelsea Rebecca, Beth Bradloff, and Mike Sigan.